Hey, hey, Alan. Alan, thanks so much for coming out to this audition today. We're so happy oh, to have you here. Thanks for having me, man. So as you know, we are casting for the role of Ben Chapman uh, in 42, which is this just very impactful, emotional, inspirational story of Jackie Robinson. Right. Jackie and, Robinson. I love baseball. You know, we, we're looking for some dynamic tension in this in this film and in the scene from this character because up until this point Jackie's you know he's had some some bumps on the road but he's never mm-hmm. really faced just some ardent outright racism you know what i mean and we really want to have this part where the audience is just so overwhelmed by the amount of just hate coming from this man that there's they can't help but feel for Jackie and want to root for him. So we have just, you know, some examples of some of the the, the dialogue so far. Um, okay, and, okay. Oh, well, hey, ardent hate and hate yeah. speech. I'm your guy, right? <laughs> all right, all right, yeah. Uh, and, you know, Chadwick, uh, he, he just wanted to, oh, to hey. be in the room Whoa. Hey. Uh, hey. for this. You know, he's so he's just, he's just back there in the corner. He's just going uh, to hear me. He's just going to hear me talk? Yeah, no, 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 no. See, he, he's he's... Just like getting a set, you know, it's for his own study, you know, oh. as an actor. He just wants to hear what it's going to be like, oh, you actor. know, when you're doing that. So he can kind of, you know, start to prepare for the role, yeah, you, you know, know when that. you're actually doing it for real. Yes. Yeah, yeah, sure. I, I mean, he, he, you, Chad, you've read the script, right? You, you know, you know what I'm going to say here, right? Yeah, no, 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 this is actually all a surprise to him. This is the first time he's hearing this, you know what I mean? He oh. just wanted to kind of, you know, he wanted to have it fresh so he can he can start preparing his reaction, you know, emotionally during the scene. Guess he's not the only one who was surprised. <laughs> uh, all right. So whenever you're ready, Alan, you can go ahead and just, just hit us with some of that just heavy racism, you know? <clears throat> oh, um. Hey, you, you, you get out of here, nigga. You, you what was that? I can't. Mm. Can you can you speak up, Alan? I'm we sorry, can't, we can't just, hear you. Chadwick can't hear you in the back. This is just, I just this is a regular audition, Chadwick. I didn't I didn't know. I was just I got another audition for a cartoon later. Uh, no, it's it's all it's all good. Yeah, okay. you know, we're just we're, we're acting. We're oh, acting okay. here, Alan. Go ahead. Okay, cool. Um, <clears throat> you, you black bastard, you 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 can't play baseball. Oh, you know what? I just. I don't, ah, man, I, you know, I said, you know, Arden hating, you know, right, right, right. yeah, I just, I, I, just don't... I get the sense that there's a little apprehension here. Yeah. Okay. Alan, let's just say it together. Just say it with me. Oh, okay, okay. Nigger. Nigger. Mm. Let's try it again. Nigger. Nigger. Oh, you really like... got to just, just lean into the end. It's like, nigger. Like, oh, 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 I like yeah. a, like an acid reflux thing going on. All right, all right, uh, all right. I'm, I'm just gonna, tr- I'm just gonna try one. Yeah, go ahead. I'm just gonna Let's try one. All right. You black nigger, you get the hell out of this field. You get out of here, you nigger, 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 nigger. Ugh. Well, how did that feel? Oh, I feel like. 10 pounds lighter. It's kind of weird. <laughs> I yeah. Didn't, I didn't know I had what'd that you, in me. <laughs> <laughs> what'd you say? It's kind of fun, right? Yeah. A little. Um, I mean, it's, no. I mean, it is not uh, never fun. I think we found our Ben Chapman. Thank God. What do you think, Chadwick? Oh, he, Chadwick's gone. Uh, um, do we know where he went? He'll be fine. I just want to know for my safety. Yeah. No, I think I think it'll be okay. We'll see you on the set. Uh, okay. 
can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. You can't save us. We don't wanna be saved. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of White People Won't Save You. This is a podcast where we deconstruct these white savior films and recontextualize them through a black and POC lens. I'm one of your hosts, Jordan Clark. And I'm the other one, Cameron Mason. And another another solo dolo episode this week for us. We got um, some guests coming, we swear. We got some fun guests coming up. But in honor of the World Series, which I'm not watching, but I am aware is happening. <laughs> and the release of Black, black Panther Wakanda Forever, which we yeah. both will be watching. We definitely will be watching that and having lots of discussions about it on here. Can't wait. Um, we watched 42, which yeah. is the Chadwick Boseman movie biopic about Jackie Robinson. Um, it came out in 2013, directed by Brian Helgeland, who had a what a weird. I'm fascinated <laughs> by people's filmographies. Let's let's do it a little bit because I'm just fascinated. I, the more that I go through stuff like this, where I see it's not even just like. You went from what to what, but like, <laughs> you're still doing what? Uh, yeah. In this case, so his, his first movie as a writer was A Nightmare on Elm Street Four, <laughs> The Dream Master, which for some I I can't I desperately want to watch this movie. Same, but I can't I can't watch it. I don't know where it is. Why is it not streaming on HBO Max or Tubi? Wait, wait, wait! All, no, no, but, no! I thought they had four. No, they have one, two, three, five, Ooh. and then Final Nightmare, and then um uh. The, the um, new nightmare after that new nightmare which i just watched yesterday and is a wild movie can't wait um i don't know bro if my if my kids started talking like that kid was talking in that movie nah <laughs> we, we're not doing that you you're reciting nursery rhymes of serial killers we uh, <laughs> well that's how you get, end up with woo wop that's how you end up yeah. with i want to kill my mom kill my uh, dad but he goes on to write nine seven six evil um highway to hell okay. assassins he's got so a this trend is, this is 88 92 and 95 but then in 1997 he writes la confidential big movie. right which which gets him all kinds of acclaim academy award for best adapted screenplay um and then goes on to do some other just kind of general you know he does the postman he does payback he mm-hmm. does a knight's tale which is like yeah uh, <laughs> but then he comes back with mystic river another right? academy yeah. award another hit uh gets nominated for best uh adapted screenplay mm-hmm. so that kind of it seems like he does this dip of like you know big big academy award nominated film trash 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 big academy <laughs> nominated film. um but then he's got he's got some crossover because he he writes man on fire Denzel. He writes the take of Pelham one two three, so Denzel. back to back with the Denzel, right? Um, but then he also did the 2010 Robin Hood. Which, oh my God, uh, Jamie Foxx. We we uh, love Jamie, but we love Jamie. <laughs> and then uh, in 2013 he does 42, um, and then 2015 he does Legends. Yeah, which I I haven't seen, but is doesn't seem like a great movie. No, nah, that's uh, the one with Tom Hardy and he plays dual parts, right? He plays twins, right? Great. <laughs> and his, his latest film is Spencer Confidential, which is an action comedy. Yeah, it came Netflix. out in 2020, which had Mark Wahlberg and Winston Duke and Helen Arkin and a bunch of other oh, people. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I missed that one. 
Uh, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 42 stars Chadwick Boseman, Harrison Ford, uh, Nicole Beer, uh, Christopher Maloney, Andre Holland, Lucas Black, Hamish Linklater, and it's an interesting movie, uh, yeah. I would say. In so much as, like, I've we've seen enough of these at this point, right? Whether they are, you know, biographical kind of movies um, or just civil rights era films. And I think this is maybe the blandest of them all. <laughs> and that score, I just couldn't, I couldn't, it took me out the movie almost instantly because it's just really? like, cry, nigga. Like cry <laughs> right now. Actually, this is a hundred percent. The ending had me like that. The ending was like the score. The movie is like fine, but this score is telling me go get the fucking <laughs> go get the fucking paper towels, bro. Them tears are leaking. I know they are. Because it's like Jackie Robinson would do anything, and then the trumpets would start, yep. and the violins would swell. Oh my god! You know what I mean? Like he he. We'll we'll get into this more explicitly but there's a scene where he is sitting in the locker room and one of his teammates is like jackie why don't you shower with us like we should all we should all be in the shower together because we're a team and you know there's some weird kind of like black and forth slapstick going on between them a little bit of humor but but then jackie robinson walks into the shower and the trumpets go up and the violence and i'm like is this a parody at this point? Like, what's happening? It's, it's <laughs> literally the Chappelle show sketch about the dude taking a poo in yeah. the white stall, but with better music. Yeah. Because it's just like, oh, okay. Certain certain points, you know, he hits the home run. He overcomes adversity. He does all this other stuff. Sure. You haven't earned that, but I can certainly see why you would use that at that moment. Bro, this but when dude, you do it for everything yeah. he does... <laughs> there's so like, many times where he rounds third and it's like the slow motion run to home like guys you've done it three times already before the movie's over yeah like, baseball works one way we understand that but like couldn't you create be creative a little uh, bit I don't know. not really uh but this movie did have you know a budget of about 40 million and grossed 97.5 million so it is a hit and we'll we'll get to the reviews in a bit, but yeah. people did have lots of positive things to say about this movie yeah. when it came out. I don't know if the feeling is similar now, mm-hmm. but um, well, we'll get into it. Yeah. Uh, so we haven't we haven't decided who wants to do the five minutes. Um, we can I both can do, do, it, do our do best. It. We can both try let's to do our just, best. Let's just talk through it, because honestly. There's not a lot. To there's it. not. There's yeah. yeah there's mean? not a lot of meat on the bone. It's kind of giving you the Wikipedia article of Jackie yeah. Robinson, and only between a certain period of time in his life. Yeah. So the movie starts out in 1945, mm-hmm. where Brooklyn Dodgers owner Branch Rickey is like, he really wants to have a black player it's on so, the Brooklyn Dodgers. The way they do it though is really inexplicable. Like I swear to God, he sat down one day in the newspaper in the newspaper and he was like, you know, these black people who came back from war, they're probably pretty good at baseball. <laughs> <laughs> well the thing the thing about it is this movie never gives you a real concrete reason. He kind of right. talks about it a little bit later about why he's so adamant. Kind of in a wax but, poetical way a little bit. Yeah, but really, at least for the first 
90 minutes of the movie it's just like i guess he really just wants the black guy to play baseball i don't <laughs> know what's what's you know the impetus for all of this and let's i we can we could get into this briefly before we go on Harrison Ford felt like he was playing a parody of Harrison Ford. Really? <laughs> okay. I don't think he was even parodying Harrison Ford. I think he was like, I got to do what now? I got to do what here? I got to do well, what he's, there? Well, because he's not doing the Harrison. He's not talking like Harrison Ford. Like he's trying to affect, I guess, what he thinks people in the 1950s sounded like. So he's doing a voice. But it's not an accent. It's just like a like like a grumbly. It's like it's like nineteen forties Southern mixed with like newspaper editor from a Howard Hawks movie. Yeah, you know, it's like well, I I I want I want Robinson on my team. I, I know I need him, and I know I gotta have him. Right, and I'm just like. I, I know that's not how you sound, but because <laughs> I've seen you, <laughs> yeah. Well, because you know, I mean, he's not doing you know the typical like, I he's not supposed to be a dashing you know whatever like he's playing you know this kind of like, uh, older owner of this baseball team yeah. who's kind of you know been weathered and gone through all these different things and now this is kind of his last big thing you know that he wants to do in his baseball career yeah, but his legacy move yeah just like every time he talked i was like were we in the same movie <laughs> i think we were in his movie despite he's it doing being about 42 despite yeah, being about jackie robinson he's doing something different mm. but um all that to say that he's really invested in, in having the first black player in major league baseball be on the brooklyn dodgers right, right? and so we get to see Jackie Robinson. He's playing for the Kansas City Mar- Monarchs of the Negro League, and just a, again another one of these scenes where this is apparently a, a real event that did happen, where Jackie Robinson and his team were traveling somewhere, and um, you know he got into a bit of a back and forth with somebody who was filling up the team bus and like he threatened to you know leave if they didn't let him use the bathroom and take all their business with them and it's like 99 gallons to fill up the bus yeah so you know the guy kind of like lets him do it but it's it's weirdly intercut with branch ricky kind of having this back and forth about find me find me one that's like not gonna (laughs) give a lot of lip when people call him nigger and like uh (laughs) and so like it's like Jackie Robinson, yeah, yeah. Jackie Robinson is getting into it with this this gas station owner. He goes into the bathroom, and then when he comes out of the bathroom, one of the scouts from the Brooklyn Dodgers is there to meet him. But the way that it's filmed is almost if like immediately after, (laughs) like these two things are happening simultaneously. So like immediately after Branch Rickey made that demand, this guy just like teleported to that bathroom. And he was waiting for his him. best recruiter out <laughs> to the middle of fucking nowhere to be like, that man's taking a shit right now. I need him on my team. <laughs> so they recruit Jackie Robinson and he earned a spot with the Montreal Royals. If you're not familiar with the way that baseball works, there's the major league teams and then there's the like AAA affiliate teams, the minor league teams. Mm-hmm. So he's not immediately called up to the main team. He's kind of working his way. This is his tryout. Right. But on the way, his girlfriend at the time rachel who then he's proposed to now his his fiance mm-hmm. uh they're both 
just they're not for this Jim Crow, right? And she sees <laughs> in the airport where they're about to fly down to spring training, she sees a whites only bathroom and she has to go and not even really make a show of it because she kind of just she walks just in. She goes like, in, which I, you know, I'm also, I'm <laughs> proud of her, but also she's making complications at the same time. I was definitely like, oh, you don't seem to be like worried that like a cop might no. come up to you? Absolutely not. But what does happen is that the nosy white flight attendant lady who's watching her uh gives their seats away to somebody else and so you know they they're in a tight situation they have to take the bus down to florida and who's waiting there when they get off the bus but wendell smith played by andre holland who is a black news reporter sports reporter he's uh i think it's it's the pittsburgh uh but yes the paper is in pittsburgh yeah Uh, yes We'll, we'll we'll fill that in in a bit. Uh, but he, is, he is again. He is a real person who was working for one of the the major black newspapers of the time, and he's sent to cover Jackie Robinson, but also kind of act as the point man for Jackie Robinson if he ever needs to get anywhere, if he ever needs you know accommodations because he's not able to stay with the team. And so that's what's happening here in Florida. He's he's kind of been put in a position where he's part of the team, but also being kept separate. Um, he wrote for the Pittsburgh Courier, by the way. Pittsburgh Courier. Great. Thank you. So things are kind of starting off a little bit rocky. It, it, this is, I mean, the, the thing about this movie throughout, and we'll get into this more in depth in a little sure. bit, is like it's the same thing as a lot of these films. There's very clearly the bad white people yeah. and very clearly the good white people. Mm-hmm. And so... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, well, this movie does the thing where it's like not so clear for like, you know, in act two, but then it becomes very clear in act three that these some of these white people are at least one of some of the good ones. Well, but but it's because they have and they haw, you know, they like. Yeah. And then but then it's like without question. Right. Like, absolute. Like we are, you know, the greatest allies (laughs) ever. Take a shower with me, Jackie. So, so at first there's a lot of contention from uh, not just the Monarchs team, but then you know the Brooklyn Dodgers themselves. Mm-hmm. A lot of those people, you know, we can tell baseball and sports in general were different back then because, mm-hmm. of course, there were major league players, but the money wasn't quite what it was at the at, as it is now. And so there would be people who were also like working full time, you know, in the off season or, you know, had businesses or whatnot. So a lot of people were concerned about how is this gonna look, you know, back in whatever Alabama where I'm from, where I have to go home and work at the hardware store that there's a nigger on my team and (laughs) you know, I can't be seen playing with him uh, (laughs) yeah. Or embracing him in any way. And so for whatever reason, Christopher Maloney is in this movie. And (laughs) his character makes zero sense in about 30 minutes because he's out of the, he's in the movie and out of the movie by the time act two comes along yeah but he is <laughs> kind of beleaguered because th- there's there's a running thing throughout the film where a problem is shown branch rookie gets on the phone explains the problem in detail mm-hmm. and then subsequently solves the problem in the same phone call right <laughs> and so um you know we initially we see oh you know some of the people are a little bit you know not not too welcoming to jack they're not feeling the, monarch, it. the monarch's manager and branch ricky just goes over and says 
either you're going to coach him or you're going to fire you. You know what I mean? So the guy's like, well, <laughs> guess I, I got a job. Gonna do. <laughs> so Jackie is is doing pretty good on the triple A's. He's, he's hitting some home runs. He's do. I mean, I, I, I understand that this was how he played baseball, but 90% of what we see in this movie is literally Chadwick Boseman shuffling from side to side between yep. first and second base, yep. threatening to steal a base because, <laughs> you know, the first at bat he has, he gets on base and then oh, he gets walked. He gets walked and then he and, steals every base going home. <laughs> so literally it's like a, it's a three act scene almost is like he is trying so hard to get on base. He gets on base. Oh, there's second. Might steal second. Oh, he stole second. Oh, there's third. I'm, oh, he's already stolen it. Really? Is he going to do it? Is he going to steal home? And of, of course, he's going to steal home. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I mean, the thing about all of those scenes is there's really never any tension where I was like, oh, no. he might get thrown out. Never once does he get thrown out. No. <laughs> <laughs> and it's rarely ever close, but they do it. Well, actually, the next time they do it, and I mean, maybe we can talk about that when that game comes up, but he really does like what? He uh, not strikes out. He, uh, he strikes out in the first one. Uh, or he hits an out, and he hits an out on the second one. But then yeah. on the third one, he gets on base and then goes home again. Right. And so it's like there. I know you're trying to get drama out of baseball could be you know tricky just because it's like home run is kind of the most exciting thing you can do. Right, so right, you know right. they're trying to you know get some tension <laughs> and drama going. But I've been to, and maybe it's just because I'm going to Orioles games, but I've been to however many games. I don't really remember anyone stealing a base. Like not like that. <laughs> not like literally every time he gets on base, he's like, I don't know how this baseball game works, but well, I'm just gonna keep I'm just gonna keep running. <laughs> um but people in Fuller aren't too happy about this Nigra uh play. No, you gotta no, you gotta put that Y in there. You got Negra. You gotta be deep. It gotta come from within because every all these people say it with all the hatred in their yep. heart. And the only sure and knowingly that it's the only opportunity they'll get to say these words. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, they're they're not too happy about him being there, and so they get a they get a tip. Branch Ricky gets a tip. He calls Wendell and tells him, "Hey, something's about to go down. We need to get you out of here, uh, and you know you you can go finish out the the rest of the season somewhere else." And so Jackie Robinson continues to play well in AAA, but. He hasn't been called up to the Dodgers yet, and there's some apprehension of whether or not that's actually going to happen. A little bit of, you know, will they, won't they? Of course they will, because that's the movie that you're watching. But (laughs) uh, in between this, there is, you know, a petition to get him off the team that kind of goes south because, again, Brad Turkey gets wind of it, and he's like, fuck that. You know, if you're going to petition, you know, this guy off the team, I will just trade you away. Right. And Christopher Maloney gets his big speech to like tell everybody that I don't give a fuck what color he is. You know, if he's making us money, which is what he's gonna do, and he's helping us win games, which is what he's doing. By the way, I swear to God, that speech is like chopped up from other versions of that speech in other movies and they just remixed it and put it in here because it is so like down the numbers. Like Yep. You better not care what color he is. Black, black, white, yellow, as long as he hits home runs. And I was like, oh my God, yeah, of course. Great. And so that kind of quells any, you know, rebellion within the team about getting him off. Um, yeah. But 
then Christopher Maloney is uh, getting some strange on the side, apparently, <laughs> and that is going to get him fired. It's the which, 1940s, I guess. It's it's the 1940s. I mean, we're living in 2022 where Ime Adoka was doing who knows what. <laughs> and he hasn't been fired. He has not been fired. He's suspended for the season, but I, I, oof, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he wouldn't have been coaching anything back then, anyways. But I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, Kyrie Irving is like this close to saying, you know, the Nazis weren't that bad. Yeah. Well. Oh boy. I mean, we can have a whole we, Kyrie we could, conversation. Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> we could do that all night. <laughs> but to to finish wrapping this up, Jackie Robinson finally gets to come on to the team. They get a they get a new manager, uh, Bert Schaden, who's just. I don't know why he's in the movie. He's an irrelevant character. I honestly think it's like the historical thing that happened and like they couldn't dramatize it anyway other than being like, you used to play baseball, right? Well, your wife doesn't want you to play baseball, but you're not really playing. You're just a manager, right? Okay, now just sit on the side for the rest of the movie. And then nothing ever comes of it. He's, he doesn't Literally. coach well or poorly. Or at all. He, he's, Rhea Perlman. <laughs> he's Rhea Perlman in Sunset Park. He's literally yeah, he there. Is, he, Good, good job. He shows up. Who are we playing today? All right. He good team. Yes. And his first speech, he literally <laughs> says, who are we playing? Cool. All right. <laughs> um, and then literally the rest of the movie is baseball and yeah. complications of baseball. And, yep. you know, what we see is, you know, different teams taking different approaches. You know, some people are trying to hit him, you know, straight up and, and throw the ball like right at his head. Other teams are, you know, maybe playing him a bit more straight up. There's weird, you know, kind of like the movie never truly gets into what Jackie Robinson meant to black people. Because uh, yes. the closest we get is a kid yep. who really loves Jackie Robinson and goes to see him play minor league baseball. And that's it that's the last time we see anybody really you know like that's it that's it it's honestly a bunch of like smiling extras who are like yeah jackie go and then that one kid who ran up beside him on the train tracks who ends up getting a post credit like yeah that little boy became (laughs) a major league baseball player i mean it's one of those weird you know stranger than fiction things where i guess he really did become a major league baseball player and win a world series with the mets you know years later but um he was baseball boy as far as i was concerned that movie (laughs) they gave him a name and a history and a past and everything and i was like guys guys mm -mm." well he had more he had more character development than the new coach did who just (laughs) maybe more lines too yeah my man collected a check he was like i'm 87 years old (laughs) i'm gonna sit here yeah okay (laughs) y'all got y'all got the hot day umbrella right because y'all i'm gonna need that (laughs) but yeah i mean all the crowd scenes are really just like black people yay jackie robinson white people tepid applause or nigger right like it's it's, 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 (laughs) no between no between (laughs) um uh until we get to the most contentious part of the movie where they're playing uh the philadelphia phillies Mm -hmm. and manager ben chapman played by Alan Tudyk, uh, just he, like, this might be a record for most niggers. Not per second. in a movie, but yeah, just but in like, a rapid succession because it is it is six minutes of nigger. <laughs> like, it's just like... He literally just like, after a while, he's not even like saying anything like, anything specific. He's just like, nigger, nigger, nigger. 
it, it's three it, in a row. Nigga, nigga, nigga. It's it's Paul Mooney levels of of <laughs> nigger. Uh, and I wonder, like, he listened to think... old Dolomite tapes to study for <laughs> the role. Do you think Brian Helgeland wrote this, or do you think Alan Tudyk improvised? I feel and like which is worse. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's A and it's bad. Yeah, because I honestly feel like it's just like in the script. All caps too. You know it was all caps. Yeah. Yeah. Nagga nagga nagga. Nagga nagga nagga. A couple times, you know, like all work and no play make Jack a doll boy. Just repeat it, just like repeat it yeah. down the page. um and and all of this is an effort to get into jackie's head and throw him off and you know expose him as Mm -hmm. not being mentally tough enough to play baseball and in in the major leagues and so it works at first Mm -hmm. you know jackie you know is like you said i think he he grounds out and then he Mm -hmm. maybe pops 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 out Mm -hmm. and then he has his big dramatic moment where he goes into the dugout into the tunnel smashes a bat screams Wilhelm screams uh, and <laughs> like, you know, falls to his knees in, in despair of all of the the hatred and the racial bigotry that he's facing. Yeah. And then Branch Ricky uh, just saunters into the tunnel yeah, for, my God, wherever so he was. Uh, he might as well have just been chopping a hot dog and <laughs> walks up and is like, I told you they was going to do this, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> told you that I was going to call you a nigger and you uh need to think about all the people that are depending on you to be you know a strong moral pillar of the community and and show that you can overcome yeah this kind of adversity it, it's the weakest for like, me yeah kind of <laughs> almost like don't fuck this up for me yeah oh yeah it's, it's well, kind of the implication of the speech in this movie where <laughs> he and other people go like I don't give a shit about color. Black, white, all I see is green. Like, yeah. And that is the truth of the matter, you know, like in the real world. But also, like, how many times do you have to say it in the movie for us Ooh. to, like, know that that's how you feel? <laughs> I guess as many times as they did, uh, which was at least six. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say five <laughs> minimum. But after Branch Ricky's inspirational speech, Jackie Robinson goes out there. And he hits a home yeah, it's run. a homer for the niggas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is for my niggas. <laughs> and, uh, you know, sh- shoves it in. And this is, again, one of those, like, slow motion rounding third he literally, yeah, it, moments yeah. Uh, where he looks directly at Alan Tudyk and is like, <laughs> say nigga again. <laughs> Basically. And then from then on, it's really like, you know, there's there's some moments of adversity and, you know, some moments of back and forth, you know, like there's the Pee-wee. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, you know, there's there's Pee Wee Reese, who is, you know, one of the players on the team gets a death threat kind of. Yeah. And then Branch Ricky's like, <laughs> look at all the death threats that I've collected for Jackie Robinson. Suck it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, Pierre Reese, like, in his, uh, he's not from Cincinnati, but I guess he's from Kentucky, he's from Kentucky or Kentucky, yeah. close by. And so he, he, he thanks Jackie Robinson for letting him be like a symbol to show his family 
who he is. Yeah, it's like my, puts my his family arm around. is up in the stands or something like that. And if they see me, you know, with my arm around you, then they'll know that I'm a good kind of person. Oh, no, they'll know that I love niggers and they'll disown me. It's the, <laughs> <laughs> the insinuation. Oh, you had it right. I, you had it right. I was watching another movie, yeah. <laughs> well, because isn't, it, isn't the, the guy who, like, comes with his son? Oh, his my family? God. That, yeah, it's this or, little, you know, triptych in, within the scene. <laughs> it's like, you know, he's got a dad and he's got his kid with him at the game. And then Jackie Robinson takes the mound. And his dad starts calling him, hey, you nigger, get out of here. And his son looks up at him. And it's supposed to be this scene of, like, you know, how impressionable child, children are. He looks up at his dad. And he says, yeah, nigger, <laughs> take it elsewhere. <laughs> and then finally, you know, Jackie Robinson rounds third. He scores a point for the team. And then <laughs> the dad shuts up. So then he looks up at, or he, oh, no, does he, doesn't he see like the guy with his yeah, arm put around his him? Arm around yeah, him, put yeah. Him, he sees Pee Wee put his arm around Jackie and then he goes, oh, maybe that's not so right. <laughs> it's literally like this, like they shot it like at the end of the whole day. They were like, all right, we're going to get these three real quick. Yep. You love baseball. You hate niggers. Now you might love niggers. <laughs> maybe. Um, <laughs> I, I another like game against. Shot. <laughs> and another game against uh St. Louis, one of the players like literally steps through Jackie Robinson's leg. With his cleats. Uh, and then this is where Branch Ricky is like Let me tell you my origin story while you're laid out here oh on this <laughs> this table. I used to play or manage <laughs> baseball yep, yep, manage. or play baseball for a, a small team and we had a black catcher and i felt like i let him down and so that's why i want you to and it was it was almost again it was kind of this weird sideways thing where it's like because i love baseball so much i do it because i love the game yeah not because this is a a moral injustice but because because it's a front to baseball and god (laughs) God. well god is baseball Sure. Um, uh. <laughs> it, it is. It's it's such a weak sauce argument. Like honestly, if I was Jackie Robinson sitting on the gurney, I would be like, "Hey, yo, shut the fuck up for like five minutes." Like my leg my, hurts. Real I, I, somebody literally stepped through my calf. Yeah. You know what I mean, <laughs> with I, metal cleats, bro. It's the 1940s. I like, yeah, I like to chill for a minute, but I guess you know we're gonna we're gonna hear this speech. Right. Um, <laughs> but the movie wraps up with this climactic scene where they're playing against the Pittsburgh Pirates um Fritz Osmunder who had earlier hit Jackie Robinson in the head with a pitch is once again on the mound pitching for the Pirates mm-hmm. and Jackie Robinson is you know in a position to win the game and, and send them to the pennant and then on to the World Series right and so of course you know he he hits the game winning home run which you know, clinches the whole thing. Yep. They go on to play in the World Series. They don't win the World Series next year. Uh, but then we kind of get the the wrap up of you know where everybody is. Multiple players from this team go into the Hall of Fame. Yes, I'm hopeful. Uh, yes, I am hopeful <laughs> for today. Uh, Jackie Robinson, you know, goes on to win the World Series, win Rookie of the Year, mm-hmm. win MVPs. 
you know, one of the most decorated players of all time. He's the only player who has his number retired across all of baseball. And every April they have Jackie Robinson Day where um, on, I guess, April 2nd, everybody wears number 42 Mm -hmm. in honor of Jackie Robinson. And that's where this movie leaves us. But... because we ain't I, done <laughs> i got some i got some stuff yeah that i don't know if you're feeling the same way as me no i but am. i think the thing about these movies specifically these movies right speak on it have a historical figure like a jackie robinson it goes across the board like i'm i am nervous about the emmett till i'm movie. so nervous about that movie I think, I mean, everybody says good things about it, but like the thing about a lot of the stuff is like, and that's a, that's a very different situation, but I feel like a lot of the times what we get in these instances are here's not even just the pristine story of this particular historical figure, but it's like, and this is the lesson we learned, (laughs) but in real time, not a lot was learned. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's what oftentimes rings false about these stories. It's not that the the sacrifice that, you know, these people made, you know, to advance society isn't isn't welcomed or felt. It's not that mm-hmm. they aren't important historical figures. It's not that they are not people who who did, you know, lead change in this country. But it's like we act as if Jackie Robinson changed baseball irrevocably forever when in reality by the time he retired there was still a handful of teams that did not have one black player and had never had a black player right you know what i mean so like the idea that oh once jackie robinson got in everybody had black players on the no no you know what i mean like they and they continued that until after he was gone i think the thing that disturbs me the most about these is like we celebrate that Jackie Robinson endured a lot of abuse. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's what this movie is celebrating is that you could call him nigger a million times and he won't at least publicly get mad about it. And like his his courage and his strength is in the ability to endure inhumane treatment for doing something that he's really good at. That is the message of this movie, <laughs> 1,000%. <laughs> and it's kind of like, what? Like, <laughs> not even like, what are we celebrating? We're celebrating his greatness. He truly was a great, you know, player. Mm-hmm. But, and and the movie 100% glosses over his, his activism and, like, his fight for equality. And, um, you know, just a lot of other, like, really interesting human things about him that you know he was fallible he wasn't always right you know what i mean like later in his life he he campaigned for richard nixon against john f mm-hmm. kennedy very famously and very famously was used in that in that space and was also very famously used against paul roberson in the you know house on american committee you mm-hmm. know trying to prove him as a communist and mm-hmm. you know was oftentimes put in these positions where i think you know what 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 a what a very interesting space a lot of people of Jackie Robinson's era found themselves in. Right. Um, 
where coming from you know the the 30s the 40s the 50s and which being a black man specifically in in public spaces like as a public figure meant that there were certain expectations put on you Mm -hmm. that were unwinnable right because like if you were too radical then you you were not palatable to to white people and so you were kind of you know not allowed to advance career-wise or were often you know shunned or you know even killed you know a lot of the times right (laughs) (laughs) Um, but if you were too you know like um accommodating to white people or or weren't pushing back against you know injustices and racism you know to the level that black people wanted you to then you were an uncle tom right right and so you were kind of caught in between and jackie robinson often was caught in between because it's not that he didn't believe in the advance of the black people it's not that he didn't believe in you know a lot of these things that he was fighting for right but just him being who he was as a public figure it was as it is today you know he's not herschel walker obviously it's a a capital coon Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um you know but back in those days though you know anybody who because you know people forget that the republican party it's not even that they weren't always what they were today but there was a very specific inflection point around richard nixon Mm -hmm. in which the strategy completely changed literally reverse almost right and so there was there was a time where being a black republican wasn't necessarily being a sellout to you know black people in general right like you could vote republican and still feel like you were doing something positive to you know advance the black cause right and that was a lot of richard nixon's you know he lied but you know a lot of what he was (laughs) profiting to black people was black capitalism was going to be the way forward in which you know you could help free yourself and and advance yourself in this country and of course that was bullshit bullshit yeah that's that's what you know i mean but that's what he was selling to people like jackie robinson who then in turn bought into it and then you know sold it to other blacks yeah right and so, you know, there's there's so many interesting things about Jackie Robinson that you could have gotten into, but this movie really just boils him down to stoic black man who was really good at really baseball good at baseball. And like sometimes said no to racism. <laughs> you but, know, had, and, had, and other times <laughs> wasn't allowed to say anything. <laughs> right. And that's not that's not a character, right? And I think that's what's right. so frustrating about this movie is Chadwick Boseman. This is one of his breakout roles, right? This yes. is the thing that really put him on the map mm-hmm. as an actor. And he's giving in the role, but isn't given much to do other than that one scene where he smashes the bat yeah. and gets to show emotion. And the rest of the time, he's basically forced to kind of like give looks and just be a respectable clean shaven black man who can play the game yeah and i'm just kind of like i don't know it it feels a lot like hidden figures right where there is like subtle respectability politics built into the movie that when you take a second look at it you kind of say what's happening here right because like well it's i'm not it's it's um well, it's uh, Branch Rickey's like repeated asking him not to say anything, not to react. Yeah. It's his repeated asking him to like 
be the Negro that kids want to look up to, even though like he's got stitches in his leg at the very yeah. moment. You know what I mean? It's like well, he's he, in that same scene. That's the scene where he's like, I saw a white kid yeah. playing baseball on the street. And he was trying to be like Jackie Robinson. Can you imagine that? Which is also he wants like to be the, a, a Negro. <laughs> it's also like the crappiest story you could have told him. He's like, I saw a kid and he had a stance like yours. It's like you could have seen it. Shut up. You could have seen anything. Like, the, but the fact that he's a white kid that wanted to play like Jackie Robinson should make you want to get right back up and score another homer for the Dodgers. Like, right? It, it's it, it's just very Jackie. We want you to do something. Can you do it for us? More yeah. so than like, Jackie, how do you feel about the game and how do you feel about your place as a black man in the 40s just yeah. coming out of the military? You know, there's so many things that should color his character. Like you're about, mm-hmm. I mean, we're about to get into. There's so many things that should color his character and should make him somebody with, I don't know, fucking ambition or like... Yeah. I don't know, uh, inner motivation, but it really does give it, it, it gives him the biopic curse, which mm-hmm. is just like, you know, you, you were this figure, Jackie Robinson was this figure, you know, lauded for his, uh, his, you know, what he did for the game of baseball, but also like those things were matters of choice or mm-hmm. matters of circumstance. And we don't really get to see Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman's version of Jackie Robinson really inflect on what those choices are or, or color them with any kind of ambiguity or, you know, interesting colors that an actor might put on that because literally the script is like straight, straight up, you know? Yeah. Well, it's interesting too. I think this movie barely passes the black Dell task. (laughs) Um, And, we really so the only interactions that Jackie Robinson has with another black person in the entire movie are in the beginning he's playing in the Negro Leagues so he talks to like two black people um <laughs> counting it doesn't make it sound better but go on he he has a couple interactions with Andre Holland which more or less amount to you're important, Jackie. So- and also, you might help me get into the press box. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, and then, like, his wife. And that's it. Like, he doesn't talk to another black person the entire movie. The entire movie. movie. And there, it's like... Like, that scene that echoes, like, that scene from The Color Purple where Celie's on the train and sees the little girl that looks like her and throws her, like, chocolate coins... Mm-hmm. At that scene in this movie where he's on the train and he throws, hey, young man, throws, yep. throws him a baseball and he's like, and then the little boy chases after the train and listens to the tracks. He's like, I can still hear him. He's in my <laughs> body. Ah! <laughs> well, it's like you you look at his interactions with his wife and those are probably the best, you know, just moments for yeah. Chadwick Boseman in yeah. the movie, you know what I mean? Like they're just very those sweet. Th- they play them very well. It feels natural, you know. Yeah. It feels it doesn't feel forced. It feels like you know, not even just a real couple, but like you can tell that they are going through this journey together. Mm-hmm. Although his wife very much is sidelined for a majority of the movie and really just gets to 
be a shoulder to cry on and doesn't yeah. really have any character defining arc of her own. She just kind of, yay, Jackie, you know, <laughs> like in the stands. No, uh, um, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Venus and Serena's mom here to be found. Yeah. And or a scene, you know, his interactions with, with Wendell Smith are like at times contentious. I think, you know, because yeah, they were painting Jackie Robinson. Yeah. Painting Jackie Robinson as somebody who, maybe didn't necessarily resent his position, but like was not necessarily like he didn't want help is kind of how they tried to paint it. He didn't like, you know, people depending on him for things or him depending on other people for things. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like he wanted to, he wanted to be on his own and stand on his own. Um, And so he kind of felt like Wendell Smith was like, interloping in his yeah it's very you know, str- what's going on it's very strange but. how that relationship changes over the movie because when it does change and when it does become like the slightest bit uh with anim- uh little animosity between the two yeah um it kind of comes out of nowhere yeah but you do <laughs> it, it literally comes out of nowhere because they haven't seen each other for a while um and also, he's like again his driver a little bit. So there's this mm-hmm. like you're supposed to drive me around attitude. Uh, I'm the important one. You're not attitude. Even though Chadwick doesn't embody that, he's just like no. that's that's the uh, playing field when you know, so to speak, when they get to that point in the movie. And it's just very like out of nowhere. But you do understand their motivations. But also like yeah. what why. Well, it's it's strange because you would think that the Wendell Smith character would be almost like a device to speak towards a larger impact that Jackie Robinson was having within the black community, right? You know, in the like in the ar- Greek in the Greek uh, in the Greek uh, theatrical sense of it, like he yeah. can be the voice of the people, right? And just kind of like you know having having a moment where he's he's interviewing. So we'll 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 kind of break and move forward slightly in the sense that Spike Lee had, you know, multiple opportunities and desires to make this movie, right? But mm-hmm. what a, what a Spike Lee movie probably would have entailed was Wendell Smith going around Brooklyn talking to black people and just like multiple cuts back to back to back of like what do you think about Jackie Robinson? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Wendell Smith, like, interviewing, like, kids and, like, older people and, like, you know, all kinds of, you know, somebody like, he ain't shit, you know, or something like that. <laughs> but then, like, oh, you know, he's the greatest, you know, whatever. Go, Jackie. You know, right. kind of, like, gotten a bigger sense of what. Yes, yeah, so we can get that outside sense of him in the world, him as the figure, him as the public figure and what the yeah. world receives him as. Because there's, and this is this is the tricky part with a biopic specifically about a well-known figure is that of course, you know, the story. So like creating drama and tension in terms of like, is he going to do the thing? Of course it's, we, it's history. <laughs> like we know he's going to, you know, do whatever it is, but this movie really feels inevitable, you know, in the all sense of, of like it. all of it, every, every moment is like, no, you know what I mean? People are going to come and kill Jackie Robinson. Well, he doesn't die. I know that, <laughs> you know, people are, are booing Jackie Robinson. Well, I know he's going to, you know, endure and like have a great season, you know, like all these things were happening. So it's not really interesting whether or not he's going to be a great baseball player because he yeah. is going to be a great baseball player. That is a known fact. So what's more interesting than whether or not he's good at baseball is like his journey 
as a human and what that meant to the people who lived at the time, what it meant to people who came after Jackie Robinson and kind of what his general impact was not only as a baseball player, but as an activist. And this movie kind of removes all of that and just Uh says, what if we just watched him steal third (laughs) a couple of times? Actually more insidious than that, the movie, instead of all of those things, which could like enlighten us as to like the human, he was the complicated person that we all end up being right. Instead of that, we get multiple, multiple white people's like uh, their efforts to elevate him within the team, Let's talk about within it. the league, within yep. like white culture, within baseball culture. It's literally every around every turn. Around let's every count quarter. it up. Let's count. Let's count all the white people who suddenly become Jackie Robinson stands sure. throughout the movie. Let's because start. Let's start at the top because Branch Rickey. Branch Rickey definitely brings him into the team. Brings him into the league. Then we got uh, we got the first coach of the Montreal Royals who again becomes a Jackie Robinson fan at being threatened with his job. Right. He only <laughs> becomes a Jackie Robinson fan as a result of hating on him and calling him a nigga <laughs> on his own team. Right. So, and then he's like, oh, this nigga's actually good. Oops. You know, let's, <laughs> let's get him out here. Um, <laughs> so that's two. Th- that's two. Then there's, during the initial, like, we're going to petition him, there's one white teammate who's like, what if we just have a competition to see who's better? <laughs> you know, they're like, don't, aren't you scared he's going to take your job? And he's just like, that's what the game's about. You know, maybe he's better than maybe me. I don't know. Good. Let's let, let's let's decide that on the field, you know? So he's like, sort of live and let live. Yeah, you know what I mean. We'll let Jackie Jackie ride. That's three. That's three. There's Christopher Maloney. Like, isn't like on board, but But he's not begrudging either. No, I think he's more just like like he says in his speech. Look, he's gonna help us win games and make us a lot of money. Boom. So you know, if maybe I'm not enthusiastic about this. But I'm definitely not going to fuck up my bag that right. way. I'm going to fuck it up by having an affair. So. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that to me. <laughs> um, so he he's kind of on there, uh-huh. and then you know during the whole you know Alan Tudyk one man nigger play where he he just <laughs> <laughs> you make it sound like a Superboy Parks play, man. You sounded like it's going to Broadway. Um. <laughs> Multiple, you know, people, you know, on the team start to to get get mad about, you know, what's going on. So one yeah, of the, the one players, dude, like one player, yeah, goes over there and starts yelling at uh, the the coach of the other team. So that's five. Confronts him. He calls him a redneck piece of shit. Right. Um, then the I don't know who this person is. They work for Branch Rickey. I was never clear what their actual job was. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but intern. Did they I have guess? those in 47? I don't know. But he originally in the beginning of the movie is like, I don't know about this nigger business. And he then he's like, yeah. I can't believe they you know, sent that to Jackie. This is my, unbelievable. My man did a 180, bro. He's literally in one scene. He's like, they're just nigger on the team. And like in the next scene, he's like, bye, George. These Jackie Robinson jerseys are flying off the, <laughs> flying off the shelves. So that's six white people who just <laughs> like are just like God love this Jackie Robinson guy. There's and then, I can't and then Pee Wee Pee Wee who puts his well, arm well, around him. Before that, I can't tell. This scene was very weird, and I don't know 
what I'm supposed to get from it. I think there was a joke in here. Okay. But when those white journalists are in the press box and one oh, of them is like, yeah. <laughs> I bet you in five years it's going to be all niggers on the field because they have a long <laughs> bone in their heel that like makes them faster than white people. And then he hits a home run and one of the guys is like, was that because of the long heel bone? <laughs> uh-huh. But is he like saying that as like a you're a like dumb you're racist? Yeah, you're stupid. You're stupid at a racist or like they're just chomping around in the press box. I don't know. I, cu- I couldn't read that. I don't scene, know if so we can't like completely count him because he, <laughs> yeah. he didn't say like, God, you know who I love? You know who I love? This Sydney Portier. And like he didn't say any of that. He wasn't. Well, because the implication is like, this guy's telling me that black people are going to take over baseball. Right. I'm refuting that, but also supporting Jackie Robinson. Well, supporting Jackie Robinson. Right. Exactly. So- <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> Not quite yeah. sure what was happening there. But yeah, so Pee Wee is six, yep. I guess, uh, in terms of white people who suddenly love Jackie Robinson. Then there's his teammate who wants to shower with him. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that's seven. And I feel like we, we might even be missing one or two. Like, I feel like there's, well, there's there's a weird turn. <laughs> the owner of the Philadelphia Phillies at once calls Brad oh, Turkey and yeah, says, yeah. don't bring that nigger here. <laughs> he literally says that. And then turns around and and yells at his coach yep. because he thinks that his actions made the Phillies look racist. Yes. Which he is. Boom. <laughs> so they I literally don't... have a separate phone call about like, hey, don't be so racist. But also, like, I didn't even want that guy here in the first place. But then when he gets there, right. they can't stay at the hotel because the Phillies have made it. So that nobody in town will take them. Yeah. Which is also a plot point that's never resolved because then they just play baseball. They just play baseball. And they don't even play in that game. It's just like, okay, so that happened. But they must have played that game and then they went on to another one. So that's that's seven white people who either just at at the front are already Jackie Robinson supporters or with some light push become (laughs) Jackie Robinson enthusiasts. And then there's the... The player who at first was like, I'll never play with a nigger. Trade me. You know what yes. I mean? And, and, and then, then he gets trade dead. Well, is he the, this That's is him. the thing that this movie is very unclear because then he comes back into the office and is like, I don't want to be traded anymore. Was that the same guy or was That's that a different guy? Dude. That's the same dude. Okay. I wasn't sure if that was. A lot of these people had a similar face. Uh, you know, we, we could get into that. Or we don't have to get into that. But, you, but y'all listeners, you know what we mean. <laughs> so, but that's at least seven white people that, again, were just like enthusiastically behind Jackie Robinson. And look, there had to be white people behind Jackie Robinson sure, for him to get he where successful. he got to. Exactly. Right. But at the same time, and we talk about this with all of these films. One, the movie implies that because they liked one black person yep and one black person who just happened to be both professionally and financially beneficial to, to them, them. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> that they were a not racist yep and b that that act somehow permeated into a larger space in which other people were now not racist. It changed their proxy. And the people around them, it changed their lifestyles completely. 
Right. They were like, yo, is, racism, ick. Can't believe I did like, that for so long. Well, it's like the same thing where where Tony and Green Book like suddenly is like, hey, come look at my friend, Dr. Don Shirley. Meanwhile, and he his, like threw glasses out of the window in, in act one <laughs> of that movie because nigga lips touched him. Well, but even then, like, you think his family wasn't like, you mean the nigger? Yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> that's what makes me crazy about that movie. Is like literally come. Well, we talked about this on that pod, but I mean, it's the same. It's the same vibe. Like literally, Jackie Robinson shows up, and now all of a sudden, we should we should take a shower together. We should. No, I know you were showering by yourself earlier, but like, come yeah. on, come on. Well, I mean, I might have said a weird word about you like maybe five months ago, but like right now, you seem pretty cool since you hit that home run. But like. You don't get because we you never know like okay, but then they also liked other black people or like right. were were this behind other black ba- you know what I mean like did they all become like big supporters of blacks in baseball and want to bring more of them in or well you this know is what I how mean? movies like this I mean this is how biopics and like historical movies who have to like basically hit plot points at a time. Uh, in movies about racism in generally, this is how they handle them, right? You have a character who ostensibly didn't like black people at the top of the movie or in some scene, right? And then some act along the way convinces he's good them. At, he's good at baseball. He dunked a basketball. <laughs> he skateboarded while he dunked a basketball through a hoop of fire. And now he's the coolest guy I ever met. And now it changed. And now every black person is the coolest person I've ever met. Well, what's wild to me, right, is like, the guy who got, I guess it was Pee Wee, right? The guy yeah. who got the death threat. Yeah. Until he saw a folder full of death threats to Jackie Robinson, never once considered, even though this is the same man that people are yelling nigger at, <laughs> everywhere you go, in yeah. the baseball stadium, at the hotel, yeah, you're traveling at the restaurants. You're seeing this. You have to be seeing this. He never once thought, I wonder if people are threatening Jackie Robinson it's, it's, and his family on a regular. So it wasn't until he saw physical evidence of that, that it even crossed his mind that Jackie Robinson might be receiving death threats of any kind. But honestly, I feel like I don't know. I don't know if people know how to discuss the change of racism like in movies other than like this nigga did something that was outstanding and now I love well, him. Because because the interesting thing that this movie does, and this is, again, this is one of the few real-life events of the movie, is mm-hmm. that um, Ben Chapman, who was the manager of the Phillies, Alan Tudyk, who was yelling nigger at him, yeah. there's a scene in the movie where, oh, Branch Rickey thinks it would be a good idea if they took a picture together to kind of show you know some some healing that even if an ardent racist like this man can change Mm -hmm. that it's possible for other white people to change Mm -hmm. so basically the message is make white people feel better yeah about their racist (laughs) natures it doesn't really matter how jackie robinson feels because (laughs) it's it's more about the fact that you can change right then it is about me existing (laughs) and and they also like go through well I think Jackie is the one who uh, uh, pitches the idea. Forgive, forgive me. Yeah. Uh, that they uh, that they both hold a bat to show. So they don't have to touch. They don't right. have to sh- shake hands and touch. 
And but but Jackie also brings up the point, but he hasn't changed. And the right assistant person is like, that's not the point. Right? Yeah. <laughs> which yeah. is which is I think the movie backdoor telling on itself. Yep. You know what I mean? hundred <laughs> percent. In a way that's like I don't I don't know if they realized I don't Possibly I definitely don't what? think they realized. <laughs> and honestly, I bet the audience didn't even realize doesn't realize cuz that's like a kind of thing where it's like it has to be blatant to be secret. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's got to be like that 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 sentiment has to be so blatantly stated. It's yeah. not he, it's not blatantly stated. It's kind of an offhand uh part of the conversation, right? Right. That it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that they didn't, you know, that these, as long as they saw him shake your hand, you're good. As long as, yeah, as long as it appears that he can go, progress home. has been made, right? Then we're all good. That's he, all, that's he, all we're, we're, yeah. He can go home and say whatever he wants to whoever he wants. It doesn't yeah. change his, doesn't change how he's going to feel. But as long as on the cover of Sporting News, you guys are holding a bat together. Yeah. That's what really matters. And just that, learn to be racist on the low. You know? <laughs> and a more savvy movie would even be like, wink, wink. Isn't that what everybody does? And like, you know, we would talk about that a little bit. But this movie, like, it's a it's a you know photo opportunity. And then right. star wipe to the next scene. Like, <laughs> right. You know, but it's also like, that's kind of what all the white people in this movie are like though. It's yeah. Like, I don't know if any of them actually changed. Branch Ricky experience changed. Branch Ricky never invited Jackie Robinson over for Christmas dinner after their no, time well, together. More than that, Branch Ricky never offered Jackie Robinson a job once he retired from baseball. And he went on to own two separate other baseball teams. So like he never got invited to do that. Jackie Robinson was never invited back by the Dodgers in any real meaningful way mm. to either be a part of the organization, to be a manager, which he wanted to do, to uh, you know have any significant role in the organization. They just kind of trotted him out when it was convenient. It looked good for them, yep. right? And baseball at large didn't really want much to do with Jackie Robinson until he died, and then they could use his name for Jackie Robinson Day and other things like that, right? So we're saying that Jackie Robinson got treated the same way that these stop racism helmets are being treated in the <laughs> NFL or like these stop racism uh what put it on the on the hoop, put it on right. the on the backboard in basketball. Well, first of all, Nasty. right, but also <laughs> I think that really what what was off-putting to me is this did feel like that's the way that they treated Jackie Robinson in this movie is kind of how we treat Martin Luther King Jr. writ large, yeah, right? Yeah. It's just like, look at this man who took so much and 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 never once came out. But then we miss all the other parts where Martin Luther King Jr. was looking at white people and saying... And a lot of white folk have demonstrated eloquently that they don't have no sense. That's right. Because it's like... <laughs> It's convenient to to overlook the parts where Jackie Robinson was was saying some real stuff right. about you know the way that he was treated by white people and the way that black people were treated by white people. Later on uh, in his life, you know, he he writes his autobiography and he's lamenting the fact that he 
you know, was able to reach this position and, and have so much. And meanwhile, so many black people that come from similar circumstances to him were still on welfare or still, right. you know, living, you know, in desperate ways. And it seems like there's nobody reaching out to help them and, and make their lives better. Right. And so he's somebody who's very aware of the circumstances that black people face. Mm -hmm. And I think genuinely wanted to do anything that he could to help make their lives better. But at the same time, white people a lot of times saw him as, as a, as a face and a tool to use for their own, you know, uh, means to kind of advance their own agendas. Yeah. Whether that be again, the Republican party saying, Hey, he's one of us. You know, like come on this side because what happened in that specific particular instance with um, him and Nixon, Nixon was Kennedy then said, "We need something to counteract that." You know, in the black community because they were worried about Jackie Robinson being such an influential figure. They went and got Hank Aaron, mm. and Hank Aaron came out in support of, of JFK, and that just was like this huge blow you know, back to Nixon and kind of like was one of the things, not like a major, like, you know, because I think black people sense that Nixon was full of shit, but yeah. I think it was, it's pretty obvious. It, was, it, 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 it mitigated whatever influence Jackie Robinson was going to have. Cause people were over here looking at Hank Aaron. They were like, but Hank say that, that, that's not it. <laughs> like, we're going to go over here. Go with Hank Hank with, with Hank. <laughs> but I think that's, that's really the thing is that, I, I think in the in the grand scheme of things, you know, Jackie Robinson very much so is in the same space as a Muhammad Ali, as a Bill mm-hmm. Russell, yep. as, you know, a lot of these very influential and impactful athletes slash activists. But, you know, because of the time that he came up in, again, you know, the early 40s and 50s, by the time, you know, the civil rights movement had kicked off in earnest and by the time you have these situations where, you know, we're not only just going through you know king but they were kind of spiraling into malcolm x and they were mm-hmm. even moving forward into the black panther party people like jackie robinson seemed like ancient yesterday's you know news I mean? yeah. They, yeah they seemed like people who weren't able to to rectify you know today's views and times with with their own with that of the past right and so it's there's a really interesting story with you know his activism and his life and really his life post baseball right that i think you know could have been something to really get into instead we kind of just get this very sanctified version of jackie robinson this like you know he's keep him in the plastic you know don't don't yeah. really you know get into anything that might not even taint his image or legacy because i don't think he ever really did anything that would make you say jackie robinson was you know a sellout or jackie robinson was you know like not down for the cause or just not an incredible person Mm -hmm. but i think that one it's it's the same way you know to use a comic book analogy right like people think superman is boring because you know their image of him is just kind of this boy scout figure who is does the good thing all the time and it never has any flaws or there's nothing you know you can't you can't hurt him you can't kill him yeah you know what I mean? he's like invincible he's, and he'll always win <clears throat> you on know, the side of good right and you know a lot of biopics kind of fall into these holes where these characters are just like so good and it's like you're auto you know it's not even that you're automatically on their side because you obviously you're watching a movie about them right but like the world and anything that is against them is like so wrong. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just so when in reality, like of course Jackie Robinson was a nigger in nineteen forty five. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the dominant narrative about this black man playing bait like what? Like people weren't excited to see no, nobody right. wanted that. <laughs> I mean, right. like, black people wanted that, but it wasn't like white people were like, finally. No, you know uh, what I mean? uh, like, yeah, like these movies tend to paint, like like I said earlier, with like an altruistic lens, right? Jackie Robinson. But also like was, a modern lens, though, right? Like we're, we're looking at it from a 2013 perspective at this point. Yeah. But, you know, like, the same way. Like racism was that. It, it was crazy. I couldn't believe. You wouldn't believe how crazy it was. We were calling people all kinds of words. And racists were racist. You know what I mean? Yep. Like racists were like out in the street racists. Like those were the only racists. Yep. Was well, the people who said nigger, right? They, they were the bad guys. They were bad. And everybody knew They're they bad. were bad. And people called them bad at and, the time. We're, and thank God for the people who did call them out, right? Right. When reality was... People hated Martin Luther King. Right. Oh my <laughs> god! Yo, they called that dude a nigga so many times. He thought it was his name before he got the doctor part in there. The FBI was trying to kill him constantly. You know what I mean? Like it's not. We're we're to act as if that. You know what I mean? Because this is not a part of it. You know this. Well, but because even in the movie, they're like, "Well, we called the FBI and everything's okay." It's like, no, the FBI. <laughs> when has that ever been the case? By the way. We called the FBI sure. and they told us they're done. <laughs> they said right. they're done checking up on you. But but in the same breath, Jackie Robinson again was called into the House Un Americans Committee to right. testify against Paul Roberson, who was his friend, to out him as a communist. Well, right? We know you know what this, I mean? movie, this movie wouldn't even include that scene because Brian Hegland or whoever and whoever influenced him to write this write this movie isn't interested in the nuances of black people within black culture, right? Yeah. Paul Robeson, you got this figure who is just got a, a voice, a, such a singular voice unto his own, a uh, distinguished gentleman, uh, somebody who is uh, an excellent actor of Shakespearean and classic craft. But also with the shits. But also a thousand a percent real nigga at the end of the day. <laughs> like, don't come for him. He will come for you. And eloquently, right? Right. But we we don't get to see how these two public figures um exist unto black people, right? Yeah. If they're both if they called if he's called to the House Un American Committee, he's obviously they're trying to get him to tattle on him. They're trying to get him to say something about Paul Robeson that's gonna inflame and probably get him in those days canceled, right? Right. But that's not what happened, and that should be definitely something that we should look into if it or, or investigate in a film if the government was interested in like trying to flame him or trying to get him to say things that he didn't know anything about. That's mm-hmm. that's the that's part of the story, right? Yeah. But well, that's not what this movie is interested in because it didn't happen no. on the field. Well, let's let's spend a little bit of some of the behind the scenes of this movie. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to get super deep into it before we recorded this episode. But a few things to note. One, one of the things that people bring up a lot, you know, just in terms of the integration of baseball, is that Jackie Robinson wasn't even the best player in the Negro Leagues at the time. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was it was Josh Gibson yep. 
like very much so and then behind him satchel page and then jackie robinson, and then jackie robinson maybe you know what i mean and so jackie robinson gets brought up more or less because the scouts for branch ricky were kind of looking around and identified him as somebody who again not could be used you know as a tool like it wasn't that jackie robinson was like gonna gonna play you know like this role this be be an actor basically for them and like put on a a specific face public facing face he's gonna come out wearing a white lives matter jersey (laughs) (laughs) but more so they identified him as somebody who was one a a decorated athlete right like Mm -hmm. he went to ucla he was going to be an olympian before the war broke out um you know like he was somebody who i think had somewhat of a public facing reputation already Mm -hmm. uh that people kind of had an idea of who jackie robinson was and at the same time was intelligent was articulate you know what i mean was Mm -hmm. going to be able to be put in these positions and have these conversations with the reporters and other people and they felt like he would be able to kind of withstand the pressure as opposed to josh gibson and some of these other people which Mm -hmm. make of that what you will you know (laughs) that's an interesting part of the movie we would have been interested to have too but right um and then you know another interesting part about just Jackie Robinson's initial rookie season is that he wasn't the only black person playing baseball that year. He was just the first black person in the national league. Cause there was another black person playing in the American league, same year that Jackie Robinson was playing. So there was two black people <laughs> that year who were breaking the color barrier, but Jackie Robinson obviously had a better season was on a better team was making bigger waves. Right. Um, and then after that, like I said, Jackie Robinson, while breaking the color barrier, for a, it wasn't like immediately after that they were like, "Got to get one of those," you know. What I mean? <laughs> like there was, <laughs> there was still a lot of resistance to black players being in baseball, but the Dodgers then, you know, acquired a couple of more black players, and then in 1955 went on to win the World Series, and so. Jackie Robinson, again, very much so did break the color barrier and did kind of help start the flow of black players into baseball. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it, the movie makes it seem as if it was like, and then everything was okay. <laughs> Whereas opposed to reality, where it was like, there was still a lot of aversion to having black players in sports. In sports in general. You know? But, but definitely like, in, in baseball for like a good 35 more years. Yeah. Until even today, where black players, I think, make up less than 8% of Mm -hmm. all baseball players. So, like, even thinking of Jackie Robinson's lasting legacy, it's not his fault. You know what I mean? Like, if it was up to him, it would be very different. But, you know, like, I think, again, spinning a lot of this forward and thinking about his, his impact and his legacy, like, there hasn't been a lot of investment and tried to bring more black players into baseball and like numbers continue to kind of go down over time to the point where it's it's just about as low as it's ever been you know like in the current current day yeah, so it, it looks about as low <laughs> yeah. it looks pretty low well we we'll also be remiss if we didn't talk about this like we mentioned spike lee yes. has been trying to make a jackie robinson movie for a couple of years, right? Uh, in 1995, um, he was trying to make a, a film with his 40 acres and a mule. 
uh, studio, and they wanted to release it in 1997 to coincide with the 50th anniversary of Robinson breaking the color barrier. Mm-hmm. And they wanted Denzel Washington to star. But 1996, the movie fell apart. Um, Lee then went over to Columbia Pictures, who had signed him for a three-year deal. But there was more just kind of created differences in that. So that movie fell apart again. 2004, Robert Redford wanted to make a Jackie Robinson biopic. Um, that also didn't go through. Uh, and then finally, Legendary Pictures picked it up uh, in 2011 and the, eventually became what was 42. Right. But there have been several Jackie Robinson movies that came out before this movie. Mm. And it's interesting to think about them because, one, the first one was the Jackie Robinson story. And that starred oh, Jackie yeah, Robinson. Sorry, sorry, Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> Which was an interesting there was there was a number of things like that. Yeah. Which that used to happen, happen all the time. Yeah, I think the Joe Lewis movie also starred Joe, Joe Lewis. Lewis. Yes. Which was uh, just like Muhammad Ali stars in a movie about Muhammad Ali. Technically it's more like he's playing a Muhammad Ali type character. Yeah. Um in, in that film. And uh-huh. so you, you would get that a lot yeah. during this time. So this was a 1950, the Jackie Robinson story. Hmm. Um, oh, can't we be remiss to tell you about the... the t- it went all the way up until the 2000s with Fantasia, the American Idol winner, starring in a biopic about herself. Yeah. So we was doing that <laughs> as a high schooler, by the way, as a <laughs> pregnant high schooler. Then you had the 1990 TNT television movie, The Court Martial of Jackie Robinson, which starred mm-hmm. one Andre Brower. Okay. Um, Blair Underwood starred as Jackie Robinson in 1996 in the HBO television movie Soul, Soul of the, of the Game. Game. That's and a good that movie. Wa- and that was more about, yeah. you know, uh, Josh Gibson and Satchel yeah. Paige and some of the other players being passed over in favor of Jackie Robinson. That's a good movie. Check um, that one out, y'all. And then there was, of course, the 2016 PBS documentary, Jackie Robinson, mm-hmm. directed by Ken Burns, um, and then voiceovers by Jackie Jamie Foxx uh, doing Jackie Robinson. So um, there's there's many other films, you know, kind of starring him and about his life that I think do a better job telling his story than this movie does, because this is not only just such a paint-by-numbers film, yeah. but also, like... It's. I don't think you can have a sense of who Jackie Robinson was from watching this movie. I think no. you would think he was a very good baseball player, <laughs> and and he could take a lot of insults. Yeah, that's kind of, and he was good to his wife. <laughs> yeah, and that's about it. That's it. That's all you really know about him. You know what I mean? Like anything even approaching thoughts about civil rights or you know being black in america thoughts about you know blacks and baseball thoughts about you know just any other part of his life aspects of his life you get the sense that he may have been a religious man you don't know that you get a sense that you know he he came from somewhere but you don't really get a sense of his origins <laughs> or you know who he was before we meet him in this movie you He's a father. You don't really get to see him be a father. You uh, barely, like, you barely even know he had the kid. Like, yeah. Was there, would there be any way that you would do this movie again, reimagine this movie, um, well, to kind of include some of that stuff? I guess, yes. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, it probably if I made this movie, I'd probably make it more of like a I don't know, like more in the vein of um Ray where we get like a life uh, a life in a mm-hmm. movie. It is a it would be a longer movie. It would probably be around 2 hours 215. Hey, this movie was 2 hours and 8 minutes, so Oh, it was. I thought it was an hour and 40. Oh, well. Nah. Dang, it was 2 hours and you know what? It kind of flew by because like there was nothing to... It's a lot of baseball. Yeah, there's a lot of baseball. And I think in a movie that I would make, I would probably include a little bit less baseball because, like, sure, rounding third is cool. And, like, a slow <laughs> and a slow motion run into home is, like, pretty dope, right? But also, to to contrast, like, how hard the game is with how difficult his life in the public eye was you'd have to like get scenes of him not playing baseball you'd have to get scenes Mm -hmm. of like him living his life and finding the difficulties of living his life i'm sure that dude got called nigga at a grocery store right that probably didn't make it easy to play in the afternoon yeah but he also lived in brooklyn which at that time was a black very black (laughs) wouldn't that be interesting to like see him in bedsty or see him in flatbush or hanging around ebbets field you know and also, like, the history of Ebbets Field and, like, with the Brooklyn Dodgers, isn't that – that's interesting stuff, too. And mm-hmm. how, like, you know, that field really isn't there anymore. And, like, it really only coincided with the Brooklyn Dodgers existing for, like, that 20-year span or something like that. Yeah. Like, that's – that's these are all, like, interesting pockets of a full history that we definitely don't get in this movie because it's more interested in glossing over what they want to – like what they want to turn into an action figure or you know that's really what you get the plastic the plastic feeling of an action figure who we obviously know went through like some trials and tribulations but in order for sure yeah but in order to see like what goes into making that man we don't get any of that and i think you need to see the, the just the smaller moments not him like sweeping his wife off his feet or anything like that show that too but also show like how it's hard for them to exist as a couple you know Uh, a a black couple in the public light in the late 1940s Uh, i say all that to say that i would also encourage people uh since spike lee didn't make that movie he did however post the screenplay on his website so you can read it for free so mm-hmm. it is it is there now because he's I, I don't think he's interested in making that movie now that 42 exists. Yeah. And like his movie in a contemporary landscape with that movie would just be like kind of redundant a little bit sadly right. just because of the way the landscape is. Um yeah. but I I think it's definitely worth I haven't read it yet but it's definitely, you know, an extracurricular activity worth checking out. Yeah, I I I feel like there's just so much untapped. Yeah. that you could get into that's again like you're saying not baseball related i think they really fixated on the baseball of it all which is like yes an important part of his story because he was a baseball player but at the same time like i think a lot about people like louis armstrong Mm -hmm. who at once the most famous man in america (laughs) yeah right you know what i mean like didn't invent jazz you know but like was very much the like person who brought jazz to the national consciousness and global consciousness 
and like was being asked to play for like the most important people like people would come from far and wide up to harlem or wherever else he was playing Mm -hmm. pack the club like seeing louis armstrong was like the thing to do right like you could brag on that forever you know (laughs) that you you got to see him play couldn't eat in white places couldn't stay in white places like never to be that never to be that beloved and yet treated with that much inhumanity and disdain has to be such a disorienting feeling right you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and again louis armstrong another person with the shits you know what i mean (laughs) don't don't let the don't let the smile and fool you he'd cut you (laughs) if you were fucking around with him but i think it's 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 so interesting to think about what it was like to exist in that time as a, a famous black person. Right. You know, that's because a, like it's gotta be different. That's gotta be different than what it is like now. What it is conte- in contemporary days. And I mean, even more so, like what what the feeling about you is in the black community, because there's obviously so much discussion probably going on around people about is it even worth it for him to be doing this? Right, is right. this helping us in any way? Right. Is this just all for show and like nothing's going to come from it? Not even from a baseball perspective, but from a larger perspective. You hear Branch Rickey making, you know, like larger proclamations about how this is a step forward for America, not just for baseball, yada, yada. Yeah. But like, you know, what do black people think? about what's happening (laughs) how does this make black people feel to watch this man go through this because i'm sure at once as much pride as there is there is probably a certain level of frustration that he has to go through what he has to go through you know in order for things to advance i think i think about james baldwin and his reasons for coming back to america Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm is Ruby Bridges. And it wasn't because Ruby Bridges was so brave. Right. That was part of it, but it was because look at how they're treating this child. You know what I mean? I need to be there physically (laughs) with her for her to go through this because this is not right. Right. You know what I mean? And like, as much as you probably would watch Jackie Robinson and say, yeah, go Jackie, like cheer for him. Mm -hmm. You're also somebody in the stands watching people yell nigger at him while he for tries nine to play innings. baseball yeah <laughs> and and then they're not just yelling it at him they're yelling it at you you know what i mean even if they are yelling at him in that moment that's also reflective upon exactly you, right? those because are the same feelings they connect exactly to the next black person that they see that's so that's public image you know there's so much happening here mm. that like this movie not only just glosses over, but doesn't even seem interested in exploring that part. A lot of these, you know, questions about how Jackie Robinson fit into a larger historical context, mm-hmm. a larger activist context, and just as a as a political and as a sports figure, what he meant. Because I think the more interesting time to explore is maybe his last season as a baseball player. You know what mm. I mean? Where it's like he knows time's running out. You know what I mean? And he's only got one more year of this or maybe another, you know, two seasons of this mm-hmm. and like has been going through this for damn near a the decade. decade. He played, he <laughs> you know played 10 mean? seasons. Jackie Robinson did. So like, what is that like, mm-hmm. you know, to come to the end of this journey and be looking forward to not only just life after baseball, but reflecting upon 
your time in baseball and like what what moved you know since i came into this game yeah how did your legacy move the needle right and so there's there's so many other interesting aspects that they could have taken and they took the most boilerplate straightforward you know quasi disney feel good you know like you feel good i mean like all of this is about like inspiring you but i think as inspirational as Jackie Robinson is, like there is a, a, a sense of tragedy in his story yeah. that he had to be the first and what it means to be the first when that means that you have to live a life of just like eating shit. And honestly, honestly, <laughs> you know? I hate to bring I mean, not, no, I don't hate to bring because he's literally one of the patron saints of this podcast in a way. But like, I feel like that's what would have been good about a Spike Lee version of this story. Yeah. Because what Spike does really well in his historical movies or, or movies that deal with real historical events, um, specifically like Malcolm X or Black Klansman, where he does this thing where he takes you through the events of like what happened, but then he also takes you through like real life moments of how did the legacy, you know, permeate, you know? What were the ripple mm-hmm. effects, you know? You, right. you got you got Malcolm X who was shot for trying to bring uh, black people together. And then at the end of that movie, you see Nelson Mandela, who, you know, brought Africans together in South Africa after apartheid, you know? So you literally get to see the ripple effects in real time in that Mm -hmm. film, right? In Black Klansman, you get to see, uh, well, it's like a sort of like a Black Lives Matter movement meeting afterwards. So saying that, you know, that, there's still the FBI is still watching people and organizations, but the fight is still happening, right? Right. And this movie is not considered in honestly the fight in general. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it's just it's so many missed opportunities uh, with with telling a story about Jackie Robinson specifically. Again, if you're talking about kids or people who have no recollection or awareness of who Jackie Robinson was as a figure. All you come away from this movie is like, again, wow, really great at baseball. That guy really said nigger a lot. <laughs> it's, that's, it's that like sticks a, with you. It's like, a, it's like a tops baseball card that just like, it's like Jackie Robinson underneath and uh, quotations like the nigger. <laughs> That's no, that's the Ben Chapman. That's what said instead of instead of the stats, it just says nigger uh, <laughs> like thirty times. Oh my god! Uh, um, oh, two two final things before we get to the capacity ranking scale. One, uh, it, I, I do have to mention that the scene in which Chadwick Boseman destroys the bat, right? Not didn't happen. Not true. False. Oh what? False flag. That, Wait, hold on. Yeah. Oh man. Why the fuck you lying? Why you always lying? Oh my god. Stop fucking lying. Now the director and Chadwick Boseman both gave reason for why the scene still makes sense within the context of yeah. the movie is that they both say he had to have broken at some point, right? Like he couldn't have just endured all of that abuse and never had a moment of like feeling overwhelmed or, Mm. you know, kind of succumbing to everything that was going on around him. Um, But both his wife and Jackie Robinson said that didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) There's no written account. Jackie Robinson had 
a whole movie that he did, but also like multiple biographies and autobiographies. <laughs> and that's never been verified by anybody. Uh, and his wife also, as much as he like co-signed to this movie, said, yeah, that wasn't... Jackie never told me about that. I never saw that. Um, <laughs> but also, correct me if I'm wrong. I distinctly remember this when this movie was coming out. But as much as we get the shitty score, we mm. never get... Like, Jay-Z's Brooklyn, We Go Hard. Like, that was in the trailer, that was right? In that... Didn't that come out that year? I think so. Didn't Blueprint did come out that year? I think that was very much so, like, part of the advertising for this movie. Is that, like, I don't know if that was made in conjunction with this film or just there was a coincidental... It came out four years song. before. It had to... How was it not <clears throat> in the movie? I th- I was expecting once the credits hit, like, okay, Boom. we get, you know, this this little song. But then after that, we're going to play... And then it doesn't happen. And I was like, I'll have to go back and check the trailer. But I'm 95% sure that that was in some form of advertising. Had that to was been. part of the 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 deal. Because like I, that song was everywhere. Uh, one, but two. Was. <laughs> <laughs> but two, it was like, it was, it fits, right? right. Like, I mean, it was like, because when did New York, when did Alicia Keys New York come out? Uh, that's 2000. Oh, the new one? Oh no! Just her, the the New York. Song. Oh, that's two thousand nine. Okay, so I mean that's still before this movie. So yeah, I, I feel like one of the two of those had was like a, sh- a shoe in for this, but I guess not. <laughs> um, anyways, <laughs> let's get to the Caucasian ranking scale. You know it, you love it. Oh wait, before we do that, let's go around. We didn't get to play our favorite game yet, oh, oh. and this is going to be interesting for you, Cameron. Oh because God, it's it's all well. We'll 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 get into it. I'll let you guys. Okay, so. What do you think it has on IMDb? IMDb. Okay, so as we said earlier, this movie is like it's fine. It's fucking yeah. fine. <laughs> um, which for white people, I'm sure means like, oh my god, it was a harrowing account of racism. So uh, IMDb, I'm gonna say like seven point one. Seven point five. Oh my god! See, I- seven point five out of ninety six thousand reviews. That's a lot. A lot of people saw this movie. Yeah, okay. um, which is which is crazy. I'm trying to see where that ranks it on like the the overall current overall. Um, Seven point five probably wouldn't get in an overalls. I feel like overalls start at like eight one. Yeah, like the top two fifty or something like that. You know, it's up there though. Uh, people really loved it. <laughs> uh, if you go over to Rotten Tomatoes, what do you think it has? Ugh. It, oh, so it, like again, it's it's good. It's but it's milk toast, and I feel like no one's gonna. I feel like people, white people, are too busy patting themselves on the back to like think that anything could be, you know, underwhelming about this movie. So I'm gonna say that it's got like a eighty. Yeah, eighty-one percent. What? Um, eighty-one percent. Critic score, 85% audience score. Wow. Um, I mean, it's weird because you look at the reviews and a lot of it's like, it's it's a fine tribute. It's not a perfect film. Right. It's, you know, it's it's a very workmanlike. Um, but I think, you know, people really gravitated toward Chadwick Boseman's performance in the movie. Yep. Which, you know, of course, will give him... For sure. Andre Holland 
he needed more. I mean, it was kind of a waste of him. Uh, He's much better than what he had to do in this movie. But you've honestly got three of the best actors out of this new school of like Black Hollywood, and yeah, in Chadwick Boseman, Andre Holland, and Nicole Bahari. But just Andre Holland and Nicole Bahari, just like underused and like so could have been anybody. That why would you hire yeah. them to do nothing? Yeah. You know, so unfortunate. Well, of course, let's get to our favorite <laughs> of all, Amazon.com, 42. What do you think it has? Uh, it, well, sadly, you can't have six stars, but uh, I'm sure it's got five. <laughs> five stars, baby. You know it. 15,000 15, reviews. Wow, too. Uh, it's got an 89% five stars. God damn. Um, and it's really like, I mean, one, the first review that you see says great movie i'm not an sjw by any stretch or a baseball fanatic this is just a great movie about the challenges a man faced and overcame with the support of his wife and friends along the way all right bro you ain't experienced so, nothing in your life uh, at all. yeah i don't know dog. i don't even like, you you've never been able to uh not pay for groceries <laughs> <laughs> this guy's been fine his whole life you know so i think this is a this is a movie that makes white people feel good hell yeah about having watched it and like about what white people did this is the kind of movie that (laughs) white democrats tell you they watched like the dad in get out definitely was like i watched 42 last week great great movie i didn't ask i didn't ask you about anything about movies no (laughs) no jackie robinson what a hero we were talking Uh, about legos i don't know why i don't know how we got here but Yes, let's get to our Caucasity ranking scale. We've got three levels of Caucasity, as always. The first level is happening in real time, baby. <laughs> it shorts in the winter. I'm watching it. I'm out here. It's it's surprisingly, it's doing the thing now where it's warm in the day, but it's definitely cold at night. And so yep. in some level, I give you a very slight pass in that if you were wearing shorts during the day, and you didn't want to it, may, it may very well have been 70 degrees. Fair. So that is i mean you should have planned for the entire day you know what i mean but if if that's the case i you if know, that's I'm you not gonna, yeah i'm not gonna hold you yeah but <laughs> if you came home and then went out later in the day and you knew you looked at your iphone you looked at the weather app and you said that says 43 degrees and you put on some shorts then we have questions for you and that's where we don't necessarily have a problem with the movie, yeah. but it is like something's going on here. This isn't quite all the way harmless, <laughs> more or less. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, nothing too dramatic, but like still kind of like, mm, you know, a little bit of side eye. Yeah. Cameron, what's the second level? The second level of caucasity is this movie's touching my hair. So, you know, now this movie, you know, it, it, it's not necessarily like doing harm to the culture. But it is doing harm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, you, you've touched my hair. You know, I'm not going to jack you up. But we're going to have questions. And, and, mm-hmm. and you might get jacked up, actually. Yeah. You know, if you're not careful. If you're yeah. not careful. The third level, I mean, it couldn't be anything else this week. Yeah. It's your boy Elon yeah. buying Twitter for $44 billion with a B. And not only that, instances of 
nigger on Twitter have gone, gone up five hundred percent. What is that? Five hundred percent. How is you that the I mean? first stat I saw? Which fucked me up. Alan. Alan Tudyk is on Twitter. <laughs> He's like, I gotta get these off before they find me, man. <laughs> he logged in and just said, you know, Alan Tudyk is fine, yeah, but he, he uh, we, we like him. The embodiment of Alan Tudyk in this movie got on. It was just like, look, dog, I got something to say. <laughs> <And it's Nick. laughs> yeah, it's literally, it's, it's it's like West Side Gun that lives at this point. It's just like, nigga, 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 boom, 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 boom. Um. I don't know what we're going to do out here, y'all. Yeah. You know, Twitter has never been a good place to be, but there was community and there was, you know, some feeling of cultural Camaraderie. stuff going on with Black Twitter right. and being able to come to a place and have, you know, those engagements. There's some legitimately hilarious and insightful people on Twitter. And, you know, there's ostensibly a use for the app. 100%. But it was barely hanging on before this. So now <laughs> that everything has kind of been, I mean, it's only a matter of time before Trump comes back. It's only a matter of time before Kanye comes back. It's only a matter of time before people, I, you know, to say worse than that, come back. But I mean, even just like whatever safeguards there were to begin with, at, at minimal at best, but still existing, it's going down. Cameron, you said he fired everybody? He fired the entire board. And now he serves as the only board member. So, like, what? I mean, if there's any tragic comedy in this situation, as far as I understand it, from people who have a better grasp on not only just the financial, like what what Twitter makes financially, yeah. and like the the general gist of what has actually transpired with Elon Musk is that he has paid 44 again billion dollars for an app that loses money <laughs> it's, it's, to begin with and it's it's sole financial like real boon is advertising yeah and so he finds himself in a situation in which at once, he wants to be Mr. Freedom of Speech and let people come on and say and do whatever they want. He is really like, let's just turn this into 4chan already. But at the same time, is now beholden to the people who pay Sell his bills. on Twitter. And so they don't want that. <laughs> and he's going to have to make some hard choices about either possibly banning people in the future about you know what the hate speech policy is on twitter because if he's just like that's not my job to police that all those people who put all that money into this app are going to start to pull, pull out that money he's going to be he's going to be i don't think he can ever be a, a truly broke boy but no his he, parents he, dine um his parents mine emeralds they're good yeah <laughs> But his pockets is going to be looking a lot lighter than they were <laughs> because I don't think he had that. I don't think he had the facilities for that, for that. <laughs> <laughs> to begin with. I don't think he had $44 billion. But now, nah. you know, it's like. Now he got paid pay for it. Right. I mean, people always tell you when you get money, don't buy cars, don't buy diamonds, don't buy all these things that instantly lose value. He bought something that was already not. Literally, <laughs> users on the app were literally being like, fam, it ain't this. <laughs> it ain't yeah. this. 
And nothing has depreciated in value quicker than Twitter Ooh. since Elon Musk took over. But that is our third level because, boy, oh, boy, does he not give a fuck about black people. <laughs> he this is This is like, I know what I'm doing. I'm doing this purposefully to troll to people, troll I guess. everyone? Yeah. You know? But it's like... It's got to be a troll move. There's no reason why. No. It's the ultimate violence, though. You know what yes. I mean? It's an, it's intentional violence upon us. And I think 42 is touching my hair mm. solely for, uh, you know, Alan Tudyk's one-man show. <laughs> and and you can't say nigga that many times wow. and, and be short something one or done. Yeah, for real. For real. <laughs> Honestly, I'm, I'm going to tell you like this. I was watching the movie, you know, as we do. You just... You yeah. put it on the background, you know, it's not it's not a terribly important movie. You know, I'm working on a resume, I'm working on things. And then I hear that. Yeah. And then I woke up. <laughs> Stay you woke. Said, I need to I need to rewind that. Let's start from the beginning of this. You said what now? No, I mean it was like it was like, you know the sound that uh the money counter makes when you put <laughs> the <laughs> <laughs> it's just rolling down. Uh yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have to investigate that yeah. a bit further at some point. But would you would you agree? Uh, it's touching your hair, or is it one of the other levels? Yeah, I have to agree. I have to agree. It's touching my hair. It, it honestly is a fairly safe movie. One that I would like. You know, if I had like five year old kids, I would like let them watch or whatever. You know, like ten year old kids. Yeah. I let him watch it, and then I let him watch a real movie about Jackie Robinson. Yeah, no, but like it, it's it's fine to show like a class, I guess maybe. But then again, there's I guess, like literally but... autumn n words. That's what it is. It's like autumn. I don't. What is the movie rated? By the way, is it rated R? It's rated N. <laughs> for Negra. For Negra. Um, oh I, I gotta say, it's rated. I would be surprised if it's rated PG thirteen. Yeah, because yeah. honestly, the, the thematic elements and language, language, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, we know what that means because they I, they <laughs> literally let the cannon off this this movie. Yeah. It's it's wild. Like honestly, what uh, Michael B. Jordan said he had to go to therapy after playing Killmonger. I'm surprised Chadwick yeah. Boseman didn't have to go to therapy after just hearing white people say nigga to him at point blank range and then like not. Have the like wherewithal to yeah. want to punch them. Well, as we as we talk about constantly, Cameron, like that scene was a day. It's a, maybe two. two. I would say two because that was like at least six minutes of you know what I mean. Like <laughs> that was a just so there was multiple takes. Yeah, you know, <laughs> multiple takes. Yeah, try it People again. People had to reset. Could, yeah. could you be more southern and hateful when you say Negra? Yeah, could you just try that one on. Chadwick, you're fine with that? Yeah, let's roll. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think there's a lot better that you could do. You know, our recommendations are, are obviously watch one of the other movies watch, about Jackie Robinson yeah. because I watch think the Jackie they Robinson are, story. I've seen, I've seen it. It's okay. Watch the Jackie Robinson story. That's straight from Jackie Robinson. You get to actually watch Jackie <laughs> Robinson. I will, I will ask this in closing. Did they? purposely fuck his hairline up oh man no i actually i think he got a widow's peak i think that's what's going on there but but it but it ain't that though you know what i mean because it was kind of like he looked like eddie munster <laughs> i'm aging myself with that reference but 
Uh, I'm gonna look up a picture of Jackie Robinson right now, just you know, to to see it because I I don't know if that was like yeah I don't think Jackie because, Robinson had that no he didn't have that hair at least I mean to that extent you know what I mean it was just kind of like this lineup ain't lining Bruh, up it, and I don't know if it, we're doing that on purpose that should or... look like the stock market yeah I I, that, I wasn't <laughs> trying to do that to my my man Chadwick but. Yeah, I think he. I think Chadwick has a bit of a widow's peak, but also white people did his hair for this movie. Yeah, but as an actor, you know how that goes. Yeah, <laughs> y'all I mean, know what, what that does. Saying. All right, yeah, I don't think that's true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's going to do it for us this week. Yeah. Um, I you know I'm not watching the World Series, so go go whoever go, uh, you're rooting for at home. Yeah, go one of the teams. <laughs> go teams. Go, go, to, go baseball. Baseball. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Cameron, tell everybody where they can find you online and what you got going on. Sure. Uh, you can find me on maybe Twitter in the next couple of months uh, and IG at the Blipster 1138. Uh, I got a lot of foolishness going on there. And uh, I'm cooking up some stuff in the meanwhile. Can't really talk about any of that, but some stuff mm. is cooking. So. That's always sure. good. For sure. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at JRSOSA18, JRSOSA18. Um, I have some stuff coming out from Dynamite pretty soon, which is going to be a Red Sonia, Hell Sonia adventure story. It's more cosmic horror this time around. So okay. if you're into some kind of spooky existential stuff, I got that going on. <laughs> Um, I also have some stuff that I'm going to be able to talk about soon. I'm just waiting for them to announce things further, but fingers crossed for that coming out in the near future. If you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us at white underscore pod on Twitter for now. We'll see. We're thinking about it. Let us know where y'all are moving. (laughs) Where y'all are going. Yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, I think we're going to do an Instagram, you know, but we'll, we'll figure out something else. Um, We'll be somewhere for uh, sure. Yeah, if all this fails, you can always reach us at white people won't save you pod at gmail.com if you want to get in touch with us about these movies, if you have any thoughts about what we should, we should be watching next, uh, if you have any thoughts about guests or being a guest, all of that good stuff, reach out to us there. That's going to do it for us this week, and we'll be back with more Cuckasting next week. Peace. Be safe, black Twitterers. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved.